welcome to the second Isolation Station podcast, Kings of Anglia. We're here on a Tuesday, or normally a Monday. My name is Mark Keith, I'm your host as ever, and with me on video for the first time, we have the mind, the wit, and the prospect. As I say, we're all coming to you from our self-isolation inspiration stations, so audio is not going to be perfect, there may be some cutting across, but um, I'll introduce the boys and then we'll get into the, the usual chat. Obviously, in this time of unprecedented uh, challenge and uh, unbelievable scenes every night on the TV, like something out of a film, the idea is we'll still be here to try and keep spirits up, entertain you, and also have a few good town-related nonsense arguments, perhaps. But let's introduce the boys. First of all, the wit. There's no music, you'll have to play Welcome to the Jungle in Your Head. But Andy Warren, how are you? Good, mate. Good. Just hanging out in the spare room. Uh, the young lad who lives next door has been having a a one a one man football practice, which I've been watching for the last two hours. He's got some skills. Uh, yeah, I've never spent so long looking down my garden. Is it ironic how beautiful the weather is at the moment when literally none of us are allowed outside? It's amazing. I hate I hate good weather. I'm I'm <laughs> delighted. I'm delighted to be locked inside. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was if it was howling and, and raining, that's when I'd want to be outside. That's my uh, that's my kind of jam. You're okay at the moment, then. Uh, you're oh, all right. Prime, of course. The mind, the doctor, not technically a doctor, although he may be recruited to NHS. Who knows? In this time mm. of unprecedented need, Stewie Watson, how are you? I'm all right. Do you want some? Do you want some doctor advice? Yeah. Stay the fucking doors. <laughs> if you're not, well, why not? <laughs> solid how are you mate you okay all right not so bad not too bad mate trying to get my head around all of this it's um as we all are it's crazy isn't it, it really is taking some getting used to still doesn't seem real to me anyway and of course the fourth wheel the greatest producer on planet earth who i'm told by the way managed to have his mic off for the entire time in the last podcast we did in the studio oh oh yeah it's <laughs> producer ross how are you oh, i'm all right yeah, just at home. Yeah, just <laughs> like anybody else. Just for those who, who are listening to this and won't be able to watch the video, but we're going to put the video out on on the Kingsbury YouTube channel so you can see us all in our isolation stations. Roscoe is uh, essentially wearing a full Ipswich Town kit to do this podcast. Yeah, stand up. I've got stand up the line. Oh, show, show us the full kit. Oh, that's it. on full student mode. Yeah. And you were wearing that yesterday as well, I believe. Briefly. Briefly. Good. Like, yeah, so. What year's kit is that, Roscoe? Uh, 95, I think, maybe? Correct. Oh. Ah. Actually yeah. knows, of course. He knows the kits. He knows his kits. Made iconic by Mickey Stockwell. If I, You know the old, the old Twitter thing, If who do you instantly think of when you see this shirt? Ross is wearing the red away shirt from 94, 95. And for me, for me, that's Mickey Stockwell. Yeah. Can you see in my self-isolation inspiration station, I've got the uh, A Drizzy shirt behind me. Yes. Just just for a little bit of inspiration. Signed. Signed, of course. Although he signed the wrong number, unfortunately. But there you go. Is so that always we... there? Uh, obviously, it's always there, mate. This is technically my dining room, but I like to look at it while I'm eating as well. So, absolutely. Um, shall we have a little chat, boys, about how we're actually continuing to work, working from home. Obviously, we had a chat last week. But, Roscoe, how, what's your working from home situation? Where, How are you working from home? Is that your lounge? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm on my lounge, currently on my, my nice sofa. 
Yeah. Little, little, you know, if I get cold, got a little, nice little blanket there. Important. Um, I brought my scanner home, so all the good old negs and stuff. Um, so I can scan the classic pictures and all that jazz. But yeah, it's got a basic setup really. So does nice. does well, the job. Does the job. It does exactly what it says on the tin. And uh, actually, you're you're in your spare room full time now, is that? Um, yeah, not for sleeping. I've not been kicked out of the main bedroom for for sleeping. But yeah, it's uh, it's now an office. Can I just say at this point, I really I miss Ross. <laughs> um, this is the first this is the first time I think I've actually spoken to Ross. So we've done quite a lot of video uh, video chats as a team over the last week. But this is the first time I've had a nice little chat with Ross, and I I miss, I miss him. I miss him. You've made me smile. That's good. It's good to see his little face, isn't it? Yeah, particularly his. Where where did you get that from? I got I got it done last week, just before everything went proper down. I went, I need to need to get it sorted. But by the end of this, when this does blow over, I'm sure I'm going to be very bushy everywhere. So I'm going to go... <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> That's a nice mental picture for you. There. Okay, well, I'll be, ah. be bushy everywhere. Um, yeah. I'm going feral, boys. I don't know about you. I'm going the beard. Me uh, too. I'm also... Oh, where is it? Just go, go zoom in a bit more. Yeah. A bit closer. <laughs> there we go. Oh, like, yeah, there like is something it. there. Yeah. I like it. I like careful. it. Don't open your window, mate. A gust of wind could put that in danger. <laughs> look, at the, look at my... Look at the neck. I like it. Wow. That's, That's four days. I think, we should all, I think we should all go feral beard-wise for this period and see who can grow the most impressive facial hair. I think Ross may win. He's got a head start. I've started, yeah. There's two front runners here, clear front runners. Boys, and, the back, also, and the back marker. Also, can I ask you, are you are you like me, um, feeling yourself slipping back into the, the Christmas diet with this being the isolation? Yeah, there's every chance that we're going to finish this the size of a house. People who work from home regularly talk about this, that you just find yourself going to the fridge without even realizing why just yeah. staring into it and then you you realize that nothing has magically appeared but yeah but you know but you know at christmas like all bets are off and it, it's fine to have a glass of wine at 11 in the morning that sort of thing oh, um, an insight into the heath uh, setup here <laughs> now not saying i'm doing that but um it just seems you know when when everything around you is burning it just seems silly to stick to the healthy eating am i alone in that uh no no, I had three curries last week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit as well about how isolation is is affecting us and working from home. Actually, your wife is a is a key worker. So what kind of difficulties is that posing in terms of childcare and stuff now? All the nurseries and, and whatnot are shut. Is that difficult? Um, yeah, uh, we're not quite sure exactly what's up with the nursery situation at the moment. Um, but yeah, she's 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 a nurse at the hospital, so. Um, in theory, that means we can still take our little girl to nursery. We don't know if we're actually going to be able to do that at our particular nursery or not just yet, but I think we probably are. Um, yeah, uh, she's doing more. She's doing. There's a lot of extra extra work going around. So um, yeah, that, that brings its own challenges with a two year old as well. But um, yeah, we're okay. We're all right. She's doing great work. I'd like to say on behalf of us all. Thank you, Vicky, for your service. Incredible work. It really is. Yeah, it, it, really is it really is telling, isn't it? At, at times like these, you realise what kind of people in society are actually important and um, and who aren't. <laughs> Us. 
yeah, yeah, exactly. Football, mm. full stop. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's, yeah, but it, it's interesting times. Stewie, what about you and 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 your little girl? Because nursery's closed, I assume now. Is that gonna? How's that gonna impact on on you? Yeah, we're just muddling through. I don't know if Claire's gonna have a huge amount of uh, work going forwards in the floristry industry. Um. She's just uh, delivered a couple of bits sort of funeral work and stuff like that this morning, but I think that's going to dry up pretty quick. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll muddle by for um, the foreseeable, but there's uh, a hell of a lot worse in worse positions than us, that's for sure. So uh, we're quite fortunate that we can still do all of our usual nonsense from home. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of nonsense, should we get to it? Football-wise, obviously, there's no fresh football to talk about other than the fact that Portman Road Stadium is now officially closed and Playford Road, which I thought was a little bit of a, a sad kind of thing yesterday as they put that out, really kind of drawing a line under where we are. No football until April the 30th. Ipswich Town still, without any football at all, still managed to continue their woeful cup record in the quarantine cup yesterday. Uh, went, went out in the first round, Josh Blunden. Um, 1-1 it was with Melbourne victory away, first game. I assumed there'd be extra time and penalties, but no, it went straight to a replay. Uh, and Josh, unfortunately, having been 3-1 up, uh, then lost in the finest traditions of Ipswich Town with a, with a last-minute goal. Um, so Town are out of that cup as well. I found that, I don't know what this says about me and, and me missing sport and football as a whole, but I found that uh, unbelievably compelling yesterday morning. I don't know if any of you watched that as well. I watched a little bit of it. Um, I, too, didn't realise it was going to a replay. I think I... I, think I caught the end of normal time and then the start of the replay but um yeah it is quite compelling isn't it watching the little uh, the little men go on jack cut inside cut inside on that left foot <laughs> i actually i actually pumped the air when norwood made it 3-1 in the replay mainly because i thought yes more content for us come on a cup run <laughs> <laughs> a cup run the bit that made me laugh was when uh, it went to the co- is it martin tyler and i can't remember yes. who the co-commentator guy is Alex but Smith, were- i think Alan Smith and it cut I think it was Alan Smith's co-commentary cut to a bit with lots of possession for Ipswich Town but no cutting edge in the final third all a bit ponderous when it when it reaches the final third and um that made me laugh it was a bit like uh, art imitating life um <laughs> and then of course to to go out in stoppage time of a cup replay was um was quite fitting <laughs> absolutely boys obviously no actual football or now virtual football to talk about so I thought we'd use this time to have a debate our weekly podcast on the, on a Monday slash Tuesday as it is today. Now, for a long time, I've wanted to have a, a debate around something which I think Amy Downs, Tractor Girl Amy, started, the, the Luke Chambers, whether he's a, a legend or an icon. And we got chatting about this on the way to McDonald's, I believe, one day. And it kicked off quite a good argument slash debate, um, which I thought would be good to have now, uh, if we can replicate that. So... Luke a mass debate, if you were. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, David Brent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we are working from home. Absolutely. Legend v icon. A good debate to have. And um, should we start with Luke Chambers? Because um, he's the one who's, who's kind of sparked it. Where do we all stand? First of all, how are we defining legend? How are we defining icon? There are obviously other things that come into play as well. Cult hero, fans favourite, that sort of thing. So Luke Chambers. Andrew Hutchie Warren, is he a town legend, an icon or other? Luke Chambers is an Ipswich town icon. Um, 
I'm afraid. I'm afraid legend, legend, legends beyond him. Um, certainly at the moment, uh, there just hasn't been the success on the pitch for him to to be in the legendary category. Um, in fact, it's been the opposite, hasn't it? In in terms of recent years, but if you think of Ipswich Town in the 2010s, Luke Chambers is an iconic player of that period. He hasn't had the success, but he is iconic for a period. And for a certain group of Ipswich fans of a certain age, he's been there throughout. So I would say he is an icon. Mm. And how are we differentiating between legend and icon? How would you sum that up, Pachi? Um, I would say to be a legend... Um, say you, if you were telling the story of Ipswich Town, a legend is somebody that you simply could not tell that story without. Um, and I would say that you could probably tell the story of Ipswich Town without mentioning Luke Chambers at all, with with the greatest of respect. But that but that's more on the history of of what's gone before with Ipswich. Um, you'd obviously you'd mention the period in which he played, but in terms of Luke Chambers. Um, yeah, you, you, you can tell the story of Ipswich Town without him. OK. Roscoe, what are you saying? Luke Chambers, legend or icon or other? I, I agree with Hutchie. I think definitely icon for this era. Unfortunately, he hasn't had any success. And of course, he was the captain that saw us get relegated to League One. So not a great sort of memory there. But I think for his fist pumps, I think that's a massive thing, I think, for being an icon, for bringing that to the club like as I said when I was a fan still am a fan but when I was in these stands and stuff that was what I used to look forward to after a win you know go ooh and then way so that's what yeah. I used to like so I think definitely an icon but definitely not a legend okay Stewie you you gonna make it full house of agreement yeah I think you've got to haven't you I think it probably differs from club to club your definition and it depends how much success you've got I think if you're having this conversation with Norwich City fans their their legends might uh be a little bit different to Ipswich Town's legends, shall we say. So Ipswich Town's success of the, the 90s and early noughties, other clubs, they would become the legendary players, wouldn't they? But because of what happened before Ipswich Town, we're now sort of debating whether, I'm sure we'll get onto this in a minute, but what about the players of the, the 90s and noughties, the people like your, your Stuarts and Dyers and people like that wouldn't necessarily become legends because the legends at Ipswich Town are are Mills and Walk and Burley, um, people like that, aren't they? So, um, yeah, it probably depends from club to club. What else can you put in there? Fans favourite? Um, cult hero, certainly. Cult hero. I thought the best way of doing it would be for me to chuck some names out and then we have a little chat about them. Because as you say, the legends are fairly obvious. You know, the Beaties, the Walks, that, that kind of iconic, I say iconic, but the legendary players in town's history are fairly obvious. Um, Ted Phillips, Ray Crawford, those sort of things, those kind of names. But how about, for example, Roger Osborne? Hutchie, what are you saying, Roger Osborne? Legend? He did a legendary thing. He scored the winning goal for Town in the FA Cup final. But is that alone enough? Yeah, I think it is. I'm, I'm, going, by the, I'm going by the logic of my little theory of, of not being able to write the story of Ipswich Town without people. And... You certainly can't write the story of Ipswich Town without Roger Osborne and his goal at his goal at Wembley. He's a he's a legend. Okay, George Burley, Stewie. 
Absolutely. Bonafide, you know, player and manager. He'd yeah. be up there in the top top three, probably. Top five, certainly, without sort of writing down the list. Got to be. OK. How about this one, Roscoe? This one's for you. Matt Holland. Uh, I think icon, I think, as well. I think definitely legend, but I don't know. It's, it's in between, I think, because he had success winning, you know, in the playoffs and he captained the side in the Premier League. But it's sort of like we got promoted, but we didn't like win a big cup, if you know what I mean. It's I'm yeah. sort of in between. I think I would call him a legend, but I think maybe maybe icon is more maybe suited for him, maybe. What are you saying? I I'd move him into legend. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he he. He above above all of the others. There were some brilliant, brilliant players in those in those George Burley teams. But he was there for all of it. He was there for the playoff losses. He lifted a trophy at at Wembley. Only two Ipswich Town captains have ever lifted a trophy at, at Wembley, and he's one of them. And then he captained the club to fifth in in the Premier League and into Europe. Um, I think of if you're going to put anybody from Burley aside, who, as you said, he's he would be in my top three Ipswich Town um, legends, George Wood. But yeah. if anybody from the playing side of his teams is gonna is gonna cross that divide, um, then Matt Matt would be the one for me. Okay, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I'm probably with Ross. He's probably straddling those. Those two sort of legend and, and icon type categories at any at many many other clubs, Matt Holland would would walk into that legendary status. But because it's Ipswich, then we're having that debate, aren't we? But uh, I mean, Matt Matt barely missed a game, didn't he? he had that r- ridiculous run of consecutive starts, more he than two hundred. He's a bloody nice guy. He was a great captain. He goes around the pitch afterwards, clapping all four sides of the stand. That all kind of adds to his legend and that's you know if we're talking about the actual definition of the word legend if you talk about sort of legendary tales of past and telling stories like Hutchie says there's a there's a lot of things that go into that I think whether you're a hometown home county sort of player as well adds adds to that you know how many games you played iconic goals but yeah I think Matt probably just about edges into that Okay, so do, is legendary status also partly determined by length of service? Do you have to have played for the team for a long time as well to be? I think considered? it helps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How, it's how not about... everything, because as we've just discussed, with Luke Chambers has certainly got that length of service now. But you know, perhaps you've got to have a modicum of, of success that comes with it. But I, d- I definitely think length of service plays a big part. Yeah. How about this one then, Hutchie? One for you, Marcus Stewart. Uh, I, <laughs> a top end icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grade top. A icon. Yeah. A t- like, a, show you working out. Um. Well, I don't. I don't need to say why he's a top end icon. We we know we know why. So why isn't why isn't he a legend? I don't know the answer to that question. It's just Did a you, you know length, how, length, length of service. What was he yeah. there? Two and a half oh. years. Yeah. Yeah, um, he obviously had. He scored some really important goals. Those the two goals at Bolton in the first leg of the playoffs. Ipswich wouldn't have made the Premier League without those. He gave them an unassailable lead, really, at Wembley, and then he scored 19 in the Premier League the year, 
the year following that. Pro- probably length of service, yeah, probably. That's what probably just about sees him dip out of that. Dip out of that. Um, I'll tell you how players look at it. Kieran Dyer has actually pulled us up on... I think at times he's been described as a legend and stuff, and he's he's actually said, "Don't don't call me a legend. I wasn't at the club long enough to be a legend of, of Ipswich Town." Um, yeah, he's right. So, yeah. um, you know, that's sometimes players themselves aren't comfortable with it as well. So, yeah. um, Kieran obviously has the Ipswich boy thing. Um, the fact that you know he was a really good player, went on to play loads of times for England, had an amazing career afterwards. Um, raised the club a lot of important money, which probably started what you know what followed as well. So you can have an argument around someone like that as well, but I'm not sure he quite you know how long was Kieran there before he was sold? Two two, and two, two and seasons. Bit seasons, yeah, yeah. So is he yeah. Like saying he's an icon? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I, I think with, with Kieran, really his his real best football came away from Ipswich he was still on the way up he he was a he was a really fun player to watch he really was but he didn't get it, it yeah he was only there 2 years wasn't part of the team that ultimately got promoted and he re, he he really went up a level after he left so i think as he would admit himself by the sounds of things um yeah icon is he a hometown hero can we he's throw cer- that one out there he's certainly one of those yeah yeah. What's the what's the tiering then? Obviously, legends top, icon. Then what? Cult hero? Is that lower than fans' favourite? Cult I'm hero, I'm fan. not sure about because I think sometimes that can be damning with faint praise. I think that there's different types of cult hero. Cult you know hero, I mean? usually for being a cult hero, is a kind of as you say, a suggestion you're maybe not that good, but you're the fans like you because you put in a lot of effort. That kind of thing. <laughs> That's one half of it. There's, yeah. like Stu said, there's there's two halves to to cult hero. Um, Martin Royce is a cult hero. Yeah. Pablo Cunhago is a cult, a cult hero, and they were really good players for Ipswich Town. But then, then there's Larson Torre. Yeah. And I don't and I, and I don't need to say any more about that. That's interesting though. Royce, uh, you say Royce and um, Cunhago, so they're cult heroes. But how close are they to that icon kind of level? I think they're in both categories. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would happily call them both. I think cult hero is a floating, a floating vessel that you can be aboard, um, as well as being anchored to other other areas. I think it's a it's a moving moving organism. I like it. Let me. Where does fans' favourite sit amongst all of this? That is kind of cult hero, isn't it? Fans' favourite. No, no. Last Centauri was never a fans' favourite. But isn't, I mean, being in the favour of the fans is necessary to be a cult hero, isn't it? You can't be a cult hero without the fans favouring you. Yeah, but I would say someone like Luke Varney, who I would say was a fan's favourite during his time at Ipswich. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say he's a cult hero because, uh, but, you know, there are players like that that come in that people just, for whatever reason, really take to them because it's they run around a lot. They show, you know... It's as much about how they hold themselves off the pitch as well. The effort that they show on the pitch, they might not necessarily be the, the best player, but they give it their all. And that's that, that sometimes is enough to make you a, a fan's favourite, I think. OK, cool. Any other names you want to throw out there in terms of this debate? Maybe maybe people are on the fringes. I'll tell you what takes you beyond fan's favourite into cult hero status. You have to have a thing. Yeah. So 
Chef Kikuchi, fans' favourite, hard-working, um, scored some good goals, wasn't particularly good. <laughs> but as Ross, if you were watching on video, you'll just see it was the cel- it was the goal celebration that takes you beyond where you actually are into cult hero status. Martin Reusser, fans' favourite, definitely because of his playing ability. But the fact he was Mr. Super Sub, um, scored some scored some goals like that. That's his thing. That's his that's his cult hero thing. Yeah. And that and that's how I'd argue that one. Daryl Murphy. That's what I was gonna throw that out there. Yeah, that's he's an interesting one, isn't he? Where does he sit? Came back what three times? Mm. Scored all twenty seven goals in that, that playoff season. Fans favourite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, think, he's not an icon, is he? I wouldn't say nah. he's. I think fans' favorite in terms. Of, I think a lot of people had his number and name on the back of their shirt, you know, during them them two good seasons he had. So I think fans' favorite would be a good place for him to be. Mm. Yeah, is he is he kind of losing out there on lack of team achievement? Is that what? Yeah. Is that where he's falling down because his his team for for all the goals that he scored for obviously making the playoffs, given where Ipswich are now. Looks like a huge achievement, but actually, that team ultimately, sadly, achieved nothing. So is that where is that where he loses out? I think he gets credit for because he was the first player for like fifty years, weren't it, to score twenty five plus goals in a season. So I think he gets a lot of praise for that. So that's what makes him, in a way, a cult figure, maybe as well, maybe because you know some of his goals he scored, and but it's just he misses out. On something, you know, the icon and stuff because of not really achieving anything mm. and losing out in the playoffs. So it's a difficult one with him, really, because he did score six, seven goals, I think, altogether. So mm. not a bad score on record. I think you're right. I think team success has to play a big part, doesn't it, in icons, mm. legend. Obviously, to, to be a legend, you have to do legendary things, both individually and as a team. And I think icon as well, you have to have a certain level of success. How about someone like Jason Dizel? Hometown hero. Yeah, yeah. Um, edging towards icon. Actually, no. I, I, I think Jason's an icon, yeah, isn't yeah. he? Of course. Yeah. yeah. You know. But but again, he's both. He's both of those things. Yeah, scored a lot of goals in a team that had success. He's from Ipswich. His debut. He's a proper Ipswich fan. You know, he, he's, his thing was bursting on the scene at the age of sixteen and and scoring. The fact that his son now plays for the club sort of adds to his uh, his thing. His brother running on the pitch and putting the the hat on him after after uh, the goal and stuff. Yeah, he's he's got to be an icon, hundred percent. Nice one, good chat, boys. Let's let's move on. Let us know, KA Army, what you make of all that legend versus icon versus cult hero versus fan favourite. What um what titles would you give people who are good examples of each of them? Let us know. Hit us on the Twitter. Kings of Anglia, uh, Twitter. That was my wife just closing the door. She's obviously making her lunch. Liz, by the <laughs> way, has, uh, has drawn us up a guide to working from home, which I'm going to drop at some point. <laughs> Their little town theme. She heard Hutchie's plea when she was out running. Uh, obviously, she's a member of the Kings of Anglia Army herself, so I'll, I'll, I'll put that out at some point. Uh, boys, let's move on. Should we normally at this point we'd have a Mark's big question, and there'd be a little uh, a little bed, a little sting for for roscoe to play in the studio but uh hutchie do you want to do a live version uh i can do or i can add it in 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 post edit 
What what do you want? What would you, I, want what do you... I want a live version. I've got to say. Okay. Before we do that, can yeah. I be a, a right nerd? Um, yeah. Can you close your emails down? <laughs> I think um, probably it's probably you, Mark, because you get the most emails. Because I'm the most important. Yeah. yeah. They're going uh, ding. Oh, yeah. Is that is that showing up for everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Apologies. Yeah. That's again part of being at home in self-isolation inspiration station as i said they're now turned off let's do a mark's big question does someone want to do the jaws theme tune in the background and then i'll do the vocal mark's Question. That was outstanding. I very much enjoyed that. Good. That means less less editing work to do afterwards as well. Yeah. Do the strike like that as well. Uh, Roscoe, pick a number between. Don't pick your usual number as well. Pick a number between one and twenty-seven. Uh twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay, this is actually a, a good question for uh, the times that we're living in now. The no. thing that you used to do in your family that you only found out was weird when you left home. So, for example, for my, my formative years, whenever we had a curry at home, my mother would serve it with sliced bananas. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, I thought this was totally reasonable behaviour until I left home and started having curries at kind of uni and all that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> never, never was a sliced banana to be found. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, I, can't, so I can't speak. Let me explain. Let me explain the reasoning behind that. So before I was born, my parents lived in in the Yemen. Uh, um, I think we spoke about it before. I was, I was actually conceived in the Yemen, and they flew home, flew home because they didn't want me to be born in Yemen, which I'm doubly grateful for now. You know, life with a Yemeni passport now could be quite difficult, I'd imagine. Um, so anyway, apparently that was something they used to do out there. They have the sliced bananas when they, they were eating spicy food, I guess because of the cool and sweetness of it. Um, so, yeah, that was that's a good example from my life. Sliced bananas with curry. Apparently weird. Um, what about you, boys? Have you got anything like that you can you can share? Or have you lived in entirely normal lives with your families? That's so weird. I can't I don't I don't know what to say. Are you ever tempted to to reprise that? I do sometimes. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I tell you, it works, man. It's it, you've got the you've got the coolness, obviously, of the banana. Plus, you've got the kind of sweetness of it. It works quite well. Okay. There. Are you um, all, all on, the, on the food front, uh, I put vinegar on Brussels sprouts. That's something that my family. Um, introduced to me which no one else seems to find acceptable but it's good vinegar on brussels sprouts what when you have them like with a roast you put vinegar yeah any well anytime yeah hmm that sounds odd but admittedly not as odd as banana with curry roscoe what about you uh i'm i'm pretty simple really about the question uh, uh... <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. I don't think I've changed any habits from when I was at home. So I don't know. You must have come on. You must have done. 
possibly. Um, I, I don't know. Pucky, <laughs> can you can you save us here? Have you got something? Uh, it's probably food related again. Yeah. Um, basically, for my entire life, up until I kind of started doing my own cooking and then yeah. moved to uni and stuff, which I was cooking before, obviously, but a very very standard breakfast, pretty much every day. Like my dad probably still does, a bowl of cornflakes two pieces of toast and that is breakfast and that's all breakfast is keep get it, it get it done keep it traditional yeah that's all i've got for you what's your breakfast of choice now very fluid situation on the old breakfast changes yeah. ev- changes every day which is great <laughs> how about boys of course given what's going on in the world on the on the food front how are we all doing for the old uh, the vital toilet roll are we uh, are we approaching critical mass yet? Are we okay? We're all right. As I've, I think we talked. Was this on a podcast or just a video yeah. chat on from the, the old milkman? Yeah. yeah, the milkman's the milkman. Um, the milkman's kept us going. We're all right. I'm uh, recording something. Oh, hi, hi, Claire. Right. Say hello. Hi, Claire. Oh, she's gone. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> Someone will make an one. Somebody will make an appearance on this podcast at some point. I hope so. We can I mean, maybe do. We could do a Queens of Anglia version where we just get all the wives to do it. Yeah. I mean, Vicky, Vicky would be bang up for it. I reckon she's just down. She's just downstairs now. Jessica's asleep, which yeah. I've, as an absolute wizard move, managed to get her down for a daytime nap, which never ever happens. She's sleeping in her own bed. I'm the baby whisperer. But so Vicky's just downstairs. I could go get her if you want. KOA Wags edition, where they can just call, <laughs> call us out on all of our deficiencies yeah. as human beings. I'm, look- for that. I'm looking forward to hearing from Sasha. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! I'm really bad. I'm really bad. Boys, before we before we move on to the strike, um, one more question. I've been tagged in this a couple of times on Twitter. Particularly, uh, I think the first guy to do it was the Pin, friend of the show, the Pin. Three. Two? I don't know. Okay, he was definitely one of the first five. He tagged me, uh, Danny Baker, and Danny Kelly in. Of course so, he did. Obviously, similar standards of, of people. Danny's. Right? Which was the question the question was simply, and I've been tagged in a couple of other times. Um, share the four players who've meant the most to you through your life as a football fan. Um so I'll I'll, I'll start with that. My answer would be as growing up as a Derby fan, Dean Saunders. Him of the incredible perm, uh, and lastly a bit of drink driving as well. Um, I hope that's. True. <laughs> I'll look that up while you while you respond. No, it's very much true. I've seen the video. Yeah, <laughs> Peter Shilton. He was one of probably one of my first heroes. Uh, the goalkeeper, legendary goalkeeper. Again, another with a perm. Is, is Sasha? Is Sasha making an appearance? Hi, Sasha. Hi, they, Sasha. They say, hi. They say hi. They all say hi. She's waving. Come and give us a wave on camera, Sasha. Do you want to come on camera, darling? No. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you just call her darling, by the way? Yeah. You're 23, man. Yeah, that's for like when you're 55, mate. I know, I know. Yeah. Shouldn't you be calling like shithead and people, things like that? You're, that's, that's what... I say what? babe, you know, babe. Baby and all that. Oh. Yeah, yeah very cute. <laughs> I don't think I've been married 10 years I've been with Liz for 20 years I've never ever called her darling in my entire life <laughs> yeah 
Horses for courses. Anyway, back to back to nonsense. Peter Shilton, Dean Saunders, John Barnes at Liverpool was massive. And I think probably thinking about it, maybe David Beckham in my kind of teenage years. Obviously, he, he was very much a, an icon. And when I was really paying attention to England football, that incredible match he had, uh, the, the goal against Greece back in uh, 2000, 2001, wasn't it? And to qualify us for the World Cup. So that'd be my four. How about you boys? Andy. Start someone I I put I did this last night actually. Um yeah. two goalkeepers to start, because that's my that's my specialty. Yeah. Um Peter Schmeichel and Richard Wright would be my my first two. Um Matt Holland and I'd probably put Jim Magilton on there as well, because yeah. I used to I used to love watching him. I always used to get compared to Jim Magilton, not for my not for my passing ability, more for the the lack of pace. Um, but no, I was a de- in my day. I was a decent decent passer of the ball as well. But yeah, lacking the physicals. But yeah, four four legends there. What's Jim Magilton in that in our legend, mate? Legend, yeah, surely. He he was the main the main man in the greatest football match ever ever played in the history of time, so um, he's a legend okay. for me. Who, who would your four be? Obviously, Duncan Ferguson would be one of them. Yeah, Duncan Ferguson, Duncan Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> and I know. Yeah, he was my he was my hero growing up as an Everton fan. Um, go and play heads and volleys straight from school. On your BMX, up the wreck, and then uh, yeah, just people swinging in crosses. I'd just be just scoring headers all the time. Um, who else? Tim Cahill. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of my sort of real fanatic football fandom as an Everton fan, Tim Cahill would be one for me. Again, another header of the ball. So you can you can see a theme emerging there. Um, who else? England-wise, probably like, talking about England. Beckham's a great shout, actually, because because of what he was for, for England. Um, hmm, come back to me. I'll have a think. Go on, Russ. Uh, definitely Jim Magilton for that one game in particular. That was my first ever game, so I can't remember much about that game, but <laughs> my first game, and to me to watch it back a few years later, it was amazing. Um, Matt Holland as well once again is you know Captain Fantastic and all that uh, then I was a, a little midfielder myself slash forward when I was a kid so I used to love you know Darren Bent even when he left it which I still like sort of followed his career at yeah. Tottenham and Charlton and all that jazz and then Shefty Cooch as well I just used to love the solo dive so there you go Going back to going back to your Stu, Tim Cahill's another one with an iconic goal celebration. The, uh, the punch corner flag. Yeah. Well, but big part of the reason I ended up supporting Everton is that my dad my dad took me. The, one of the first games I went to was Ips, Ipswich Everton at Portman Road, and I was kind of in two minds. A lot of kids at school supported Ipswich, and whether I was going to follow him, my dad or whether I was going to go for Ipswich, and Everton won two 0 I think, and Peter Beagree scored. And he ran off and did. He was one of the ones who ran off and did the uh, ten forward flips, back flips, gymnastics celebrations. And yeah. and as a kid, when you, that that means a lot. If someone's got a good goal celebration, and you like the kit, that that gets you then, doesn't it? So um, 
Yeah, he, yeah. he played a big part in it for me. That's important. Nice one. All right, then, boys, I think it's time for the first ever isolation version of the strike. Uh, I'm not sure we can actually do the theme tune, can we? Uh, or can you, actually? Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Actually, no, don't. That's going to sound terrible. Um, let's just, I'll, 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 uh, I'll put it on in there. You'll add it in, in post-production, yeah. post-edit. Yeah. Yeah. Ross, where are you going, Ross? You're getting up. Oh, he's putting the jacket on. Amazing. Mm. I, love fact, I love the fact, Roscoe, that you brought, you took that home with you as an important yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So, Ross, do, let me do you a live intro for it, Let me because it'll make my life easier. Go on. Let me, let me do it. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Strike! Brought to you by the greatest quiz show host on planet Earth, producer Ross. Man, you. if you're only listening to this on audio, I, I, I would absolutely 100% recommend you get on the video version as well because you get to see Hutchie's face when he's doing this and how much he enjoys it. It's brilliant. So, Roscoe, over to go, you. You're the host. You're <coughs> in- you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, brilliant. So here we go. It's normal, normal format as as ever. Always the same. Always the same. We need this kind of thing to keep us kind of anchored in real yeah. in real life. I'd hate for it to change. Exactly. So blast from the past. Richie Wellens. Is <laughs> <laughs> that? Is that? He's for your birthday this week. So happy for your birthday to him. Yeah. Um, he's a loan spell at town. In 2012, from Leicester City. But how many games did he play during that period? How many games did Richie Wellens play for Town on loan? How long was he on loan for? About a month and a half. I, I remember Richie Wellens mostly for absolutely destroying the entire Ipswich Town dressing room in a, <laughs> a fire interview when he essentially called them all losers. Do you remember that, Stu? Yeah, Dave Gooderham interview that was, where he yeah. said that all the loan players cared more than the uh, those contracted to the club. And that was, um, yeah, was that around the time of the end of Paul Jewell days? I think it was, was he one it, of the. It was the, the Jet era, wasn't it? Jet and Chopper and people like that. He lit them. He lit yeah. them up, not by name, but by the entire dressing room, essentially. Mm. Um, I'm going to say he played five games. Seven. I'm going to go more than that. I think he played 12 games. It's seven. Yes. <laughs> Ross, you would be a terrible, terrible poker player, my friend, because your tell face you'd, is, is awful. Literally, as soon as I said seven, I knew I'd got it right from your face. <laughs> he just uh, nods along. All right. Focus now. Time flashback. <laughs> In 2014, Christoph Berra. Scored 90th minute winner, but who set up his header for the goal? Johnny Williams, Aaron Cresswell, or Frank Newball? Is, is that the Derby game? game yeah, yeah, it was a, a corner, little, yeah. a little clue there for you. So, who took the Frank, corner? Quite clearly, Frank Newball isn't taking <laughs> corners, is he? Um, Aaron Cresswell. Okay. Yeah, I'll say Cresswell as well. I remember that game quite vividly with it being Derby. Cresswell or who? Williams? Yeah. Uh, I imagine it's Cresswell. It's Cresswell. Yeah. Two, one, one. Okay. <laughs> Stuart Slater, 
celebrates his 51st birthday this week. Subby born. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he made 88 appearances for town, scoring four goals for the Blues during his three-year spell. But which club did he join town from in 1993? Celtic, West Ham or Newcastle? Hutchie knows. Hutchie knows. I think I know. He he played he played for Celtic and West Ham, didn't he? Yes, I got that in my head. But where where he came? Yeah, that is the question. I'll say West Ham. I was going to say West Ham, but I'll say Celtic. I I think it's Celtic. Celtic is right. Yes. Two, two, two. Oh, here we go. This is tense. Game on. Numbers game. Martin Royser scored in his debut as Town beat Fulham 1 0 at Porton Road in 2000, which is tomorrow. But how many goals did he score during his time at the Blues? He made 114 appearances for Town. Is this the last question, Roscoe? No, it's two more after this. Oh, there's one more for Numbers <laughs> Game. And there is a tiebreaker, which I hopefully we can do because I think it'll be a good one to do. Okay. Uh, Martin Royser for Town. I reckon he scored. Uh, th- uh, 25 goals. Okay. I had 21 in my mind, so I'll say that. 19. Hutchie is dead on. 19. Ah. 3-2. 3-2-2. Two. Two, two. I mean, I, I, mean I, I did know that, but I have also written a thousand <laughs> words about Martin Royster already today. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that ends the breaks. That's the luck of the draw. Pretty much. Now, another legend of Itchwich Town up next. Patrick Kisnobo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Is that how you say that? No. Oh, Kisnobo. 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 There's, there's quite clearly an R in there. Oh. How'd you say it? Kisnobo. Kisnobo. Oh, Norbo. Oh. Yeah, he turns, he turns 39 today. Any happy returns, Pat. Good day, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, how many games did he play <laughs> during his time at town? Yeah, of course, he was on loan from Leeds in 2013. But yeah, how many games did he play? Can I just say before, Five. Can I just say before I answer this, that in these, these uncertain, terrifying, worrying, unprecedented times, it's kind of comforting that Ross's mispronunciation of town, ex-town players' names continues... <laughs> In the same way as ever, Patrick. We'll have a team oh. soon, won't we? We need to put a team together. Yeah, yeah. we've got Bolcher. a goalie. Yeah. We've got Sergi Bolcher. We've got Patrick Kisnobo, Paul Marnier, obviously. <laughs> He's the captain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think Patrick Kisnobo played uh, six games for Town. Okay, five. Uh, one. I think one of us is going to be right. I'm going to go. F- Four. I don't think it's me that's right, but I thought I'd try. It is four. It's oh. it. It's four. I thought it was six. Ah, four games. There you go. If you looked on Instagram, I put I put it out on Instagram today. So a little clue there. Next week then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Hutchie's one, but there is a tiebreaker just for the bands if you want it. Let's do it. So as it was Mother's <laughs> Day, um, on on Sunday. Yeah. What is my mum's name? <laughs> oh, I should know this. Is it? I've got I've got three options. Oh, options. It, yeah, yeah. Is it Lisa? Yeah. Liz yeah. or Leanne? 
Ooh. I think I, I would. I, Leanne, I'm getting I, in there first. I can't imagine that your mum would be called Liz, and you would never have mentioned it to me that your mum shares the same name as my wife. So I, I'm I'm counting out Liz. And when Stewie said Leanne, uh, Roscoe, you did like a little t- unconscious <laughs> nod. This is tick. It's so show. I'm, I'm going for Leanne. I'll go. I'll go Lisa. It's actually Liz. Oh! <laughs> he's proper. He's proper bluffed you there. There you yeah. go. He told me yeah. I got work on my poker face. Wow, good so, stuff, friend. So, off, uh, in the first isolation station strike ever, Hutchie, again talking about things um, never really changing. Hutchie's won again. Your prize is and Hutchie winning the strike. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's about to get your guns out. Oh, oh, oh there he is. is. The there Pentagon. There we go. There we go. All right, then, boys. Um, Barry Carter, quickly. Barry, come over here, mate. <laughs> Hi, guys. Oi, Barry, boys. Barry Carter here. You've just listened to the strike with producer Ross. Come back next week for another edition of the Great Quiz Show. <laughs> that's uncanny. That's for anyone that's only listening to the audio. That that was Andrew Warren. Nailed it. Um, I just, I just want to finish before we, uh, before we do any, any other business and any other stuff we can talk about. My wife's top five tips for working from home because she runs a business from home. This is her, uh, her top five tips for working from home. COVID nineteen edition. Tip number one: shower. Personal hygiene is important, especially for those you're in isolation with. Roscoe. Uh, Sasha's got to sleep in tonight, so I'm home alone. So. So you're not showering. Nah. Fair play. Okay. Uh, she says, ration, ration the toilet roll. Don't get blasé if you have a 12-roll pack in. With more people at home 24-7, it'll disappear quicker than town's promotion hopes. See what she's done there? She's made it relevant. Sick, she's chucking shade out at Ipswich Town. I love it. Uh, she, number three, get in some quality snacks, but also do some exercise. You don't want to put on too much chonk before you return to the normal world. I'm going to end up looking like a beardy Neville Southall at this rate with my diet, I tell you. Do you um, think? Do you think though? Because because now everyone's allowed out once a day, like to do exercise. Do you think people that never did exercise before now might might in fact do more? So I think we everybody might meet in the middle. Like the people that were naturally fit are going to pile it on. Those that maybe weren't so naturally fit might actually do more exercise. Because it's literally your only your only it. outside. Yeah. yeah. So it could be the great equaliser. Have you, you started running, Hutch? Are you out doing runs? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no. We've been out. We be, we go out on our bikes for a little ride as a family once a day. Nice. Which is what I'm going to do after this, actually. Roscoe, have you have you hooked up the um, the gym you were talking about? Yeah, gym's getting there. I'll be going on my exercise bike to work out my my legs. Yeah, you're lovely. So, I, I do. I've, you know, I live in Kesgrove now, so I've been doing a bit of walking and did a bit of running the other day. Around Kesgrave, so not too bad. We should maybe do a weigh-in when we get back so he's put the most weight on. Um, number number four, celebrate the small things, she says, like the fact you don't need to iron any work shirts for the foreseeable future. That is a positive. That's a positive. Not, not for Definitely. me, because I, I bloody love ironing. So. Do you? Ironing's yeah, I've told you loads of times. It's one of my favourite things. <laughs> Are you still just ironing then, just for the sake of it? Uh, I've got through a big... I'm, you've just made me realise that there's not going to be as much to do, and that 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 worries me. There can be though, if you want. 
Just just iron it. You wear a little collared shirt under that jumper, I can see. Just give uh-huh. it... Take... Just iron it. Keep your standards yeah. high. Keep your it's standards important, high, mate. It's important for your mental health or exercise. If you love ironing, do it. Mm. Go into a little side business. Um, and then finally, number five on these top five tips. If you get really bored, Liz says, you can always download the Folklore Podcast. <laughs> no, it's not going to come to that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's, my t- there's Liz's top five tips for working from home. I hope they were useful. Boys, what are we going to do now then? What's 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 the plan for the rest of the day for you? Oh, just, just flat out working. Really busy, Gaffer. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, so much on this afternoon. Um. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, I've got, we've got a few things in the pipeline. I've got a couple of things. We've got something to write up this afternoon that I think people are going to like. Yeah. So, if you're talking about the thing I think you're talking about, they will. That's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I won't say, I'm not, I don't mean to be a tease, but the person that uh, wants to just read what I read it back before I put it out there. So I better check I've got approval. But yeah, it's been nice actually getting hold of a few. Uh, former players and people behind the scenes and do a few little featurey things. People seem to quite like the Scott Loach thing this morning. Did you did yeah. you see Scott Loach and Tyrone Mings on, on Twitter? Oh friends. Oh friends. Have you re are you reconnecting people? Is that what yeah. you're doing? You're just yeah. you're you're just bringing people back together in troubled times. Ipswich Town blind a date. <laughs> I saw Darren Curry got on to you as well, Stewie. Yep. Ruby Curry. Yeah. Barnet manager. Stop bananas obviously Good player. Good player. So um, I'm quick. I was quicker than him, though. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're going for a bike ride. You say you're going to get out and about. Yeah. If yeah, that's our that's our that's our thing. That's how we're going to do use our our one trip out to exercise. Be Excellent. going on a bike ride. The, the three of us got a little seat for Jessica oh, on the back. That. She's got she's got her Peppa Pig helmet. Um, I took her out on. Saturday, just the two of us on the back of the bike, and uh, halfway round, I didn't notice until we got home. But a uh, a bird did a did a poo on on her helmet halfway round. Poor, luck, poor girl. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll see. What people say, though, don't they? When you get shit on, I think it, I think it's absolute. I think it's nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, talking of shit, we've got to tell uh, before we go, Stewie. John Walters with a legendary story that we put online yesterday. <laughs> Someone taking a dump outside his house. Well, he claims that uh, he looked out of his window and saw a jogger um, mid mid poo just outside of his house, just in front of the gates of his house. Now, I, I picture John Walters living in quite a nice little pad. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It must be quite rural. But yeah, so he claims that the guy was, was obviously desperate to uh, ration his toilet roll. So I thought, I'm not going to do a, not going to do a poo in my own toilet at home. I'll just just do one on the street and run off. But um, John Walters chased him down and um, frog marched him back and made him made him pick it up like a like a dog walker. Yeah. How how humiliating must that have been for that guy? Like. Uh, he deserved it. Don't get me wrong, but like, is there anything more humiliating than being marched back by a former Premier League footballer to <laughs> the site of your own poo? Yeah, to, to clean it up. Um, 
He claims he's got it on video and that he says if the guy doesn't come back and apologise, he's going to put it online. I I would love to see that video. (laughs) Super. Roscoe, what are you doing for the rest of the day? We're scanning more and more pictures because that's what we're going to need nostalgia-wise. So... And I'm also going to do, I'm, I'm currently doing a script for the top five loan players. Excellent. So if you've got any, you know, because you did that thing on Twitter. Yeah. The stay at, um, we're, doing a, we're doing a stay at home, a daily stay at home question throughout the course of this. We've done cult hero, we've done loan player, we've done um, who would take a penalty to win a million pounds, who would you pick? Um, so loan player would be a good one, Roscoe, good stuff. Um, boys, before we take our leave, any other business? No other business. No other business. No other business. Okay, well, thanks for joining us in this first of our uh, uh, videoed isolation podcast. Stay safe out there. Keep washing your hands. Stay at home. Don't be a knob uh, and get involved with the Kings of Anglia podcast. We will hopefully keep you entertained throughout this crisis. Um, As I say, stay safe and we'll speak to you again on Thursday. to football, Brexit to Oakville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.